0: You're listening to another episode of The Zag. sobe here, continuing our social distancing miniseries, hearing people's stories from across the country in these very interesting times. Today, joined by Lenina Mitchell-Blackwell. We'll catch up with her. She's on the East Coast in Atlanta, and we'll talk about what life is like out there, among other things. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, Linda, I know some of your work is around uh, life coaching, motivational coaching, uh, inspiring people. This seems like as good a time as of any for that. What uh, kind of advice do you have for people right now?
1: The best advice that I'm telling people right now is to stay encouraged. I know that right now things are unprecedentedly crazy. These are times that we have not seen in our generation, and it is very easy to feel lost. But... Take this as an opportunity to look at your life and to see the things that you like and that you don't like and to delve into a lot of these free courses, free books, free trainings, free continuing education programs, and to find something that you do like and become very good and very passionate about it. This, instead of being a time of sadness and uncertainty, can be a time for rebirth and renewal, rejuvenation. It's a yeah. time for us to really find our way.
0: And you know, it's an interesting time because you had a book that was recently published. Tell folks about what your motivation was to write the book and what's been the reaction since it's come out.
1: Absolutely. So I recently published my fourth book called "Knock Down, Set Straight, Face It, Speak It, Forgive It, Release It." And the motivation to write it was really a combination of my. Professional experiences as an attorney, a publisher, a magazine uh, promoter, and I put all the experiences that I had working with various people together, and the same thing kept shaking out. And that is if we're serious about being the most successful version of ourselves that we want to be and live best life that we want to live, then we can't run from the things that make us afraid. Um, we we have these little tales in our lives. We all have them, and I do too, where when things come up that we're very uncomfortable by, or that just really scares the pants off of us, we tend to bury our heads in the sand like an ostrich. Um, and we do this with various ways. We work too much. Um, we over involve ourselves in community organizations we over commit when we're volunteering to help other people with things that they're working on and instead of facing the things that are bothering us and addressing those things and speaking about them and then using them to help us to achieve the things that we really want in life And so I wrote the book as a a guide, but using myself as an example, I I just really don't like putting other people on blast when I don't have to. (laughs) And so I wrote the book as a guide on how to do that step by step. It always comes back to the four steps: Face whatever it is that's scaring you. Speak it. Say it out loud. Call it by its name. Release it and forgive it. You got to just let it go. And forgive in this instance is not just saying it never happened or the next time you see the person who was in the middle of what happened um, that caused you angst. You don't just pretend like it didn't happen. You, instead, you you give yourself permission to look at it another way and use it in a way to empower you.
0: So in terms of folks finding you to coach them or to offer guidance to them or work with them, how does that usually happen? Is it is it word of mouth? Is it some other way?
1: It's mostly word of mouth. Uh, I've been very, very um, blessed, really, in my career. I get out here and I'm meeting, (laughs) it feels like, hundreds of people every week. But it's (laughs) really, uh, it's probably just scores of people. And I sit down and I'm talking with them and I'm helping them professionally. And they like what we're doing. They like the fact that I'm bringing in my own experiences that, yes, I read a lot, and I have a lot of book knowledge from my attorney and CPA days, but I'm also teaching them things that I'm doing right now. Right now, I have my law firm. Right now, I have an accounting firm. Right now, I am a published author, and I'm a speaker, and so the things that I'm sharing are things that I'm going through today, so it doesn't get stagnant. I mean, it's real. It's true. It's raw, and I'm very transparent and honest about what I'm what I'm working on and what I'm going through.
0: So. Yeah, I'm always interested in talking to folks who do public speaking as part of their their career. How do you usually approach, say, like a, a keynote address or if you're working with you know, a crowd of 30 or 40 people? What's your process for that?
1: So I sit down and ask the organizer, how do you want your, your group to feel? What do you want them to leave with? What's the takeaway here? And it really does force them to sit down and come out come up with something other than I want them to feel inspired. Well, we all want to feel inspired. But there is a reason that you're hiring me to come into your group or your organization. And so let's work together to really get down to that so that I can do a good job. I'd love to come back. But also so that your people leave with the tools and the resources that they need to perform well. And so that's, that is the, the key to what I do. And then as much as I can, I really do try to get involved in the industry that I am going to be speaking um, of the people that are involved in that industry. So I really understand what a day in their life is like. Um, I wouldn't say the same things and use the same examples to a room full of cartoonists as I would a room full of machinists. Um mm-hmm. The the meat might be the same, but the examples would be very different because I want them to relate. But the examples are always going to be personal and they'll always be real. They'll be mine.
0: And in terms of advice you would have for for NLC folks who might want to get into the keynote speaking world and the public speaking world, what would you advise them to do?
1: Get out there and start talking. Every organization, (laughs) and, and I know that sounds really simple, but that is the truth. Every organization... Under the sun has meetings, and if they're having meetings, they want somebody to come in and break up the monotony. And you are that person. Just ask your friends who you know are involved in their clubs, in their fraternities and sororities, the fraternal orders, the professional organizations, community groups, in any and every group. If they're having a meeting, they will be happy to have somebody come in for ten or fifteen minutes and speak. And so you'll start initially, you're probably going to be speaking for free or some nominal stipend. And as you get good and you get some video out there, then you'll be able to charge a higher fee. And pretty soon you will be a professional speaker.
0: Well, thanks for giving us your tips on speaking. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. Don't forget, you can download all the social distancing miniseries pods we've been putting up the last 10 days or so. And there's a lot, close to 15 or so. Check them out. And if you really have a lot of time in your hands, make sure to download and subscribe so you can catch all past Zag episodes. There's over 220. So lots of amazing progressive folks to listen to, be inspired by. Get those in all the places you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. They're all there. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.